0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome aboard. It is episode 14 of the Drop Kicks and Attractions podcast. I am, of course, the self-crowned, self-proclaimed prince of pop culture, Xander Invictus. And I am joined, as always, by my royal jester and proud co-host, Big Bock. How are you, sir? Doing great today. You doing okay, too? I'm doing fantastic. And as the recording, we are exactly on Mother's Day. So once again, belated happy Mother's Day to my mom. Box mom, and every mom out there. Oh, yes. And yes, I did call my mom. I talked to mine, too. Good. So, this is a slave season. Paid attention to our schedules and everything set up. This is a slight de- deviation from our schedule. We were supposed to do Star Trek Deep Space Nine Season 1, but these last couple of weeks, real life got in the way for both of us, and we weren't able to do the research and study that, you know, we pride ourselves on doing here on DNA. So, we're going to push that back two weeks, and then we're just going to switch episodes, so... In two weeks we will be Star Trek Deep Space Nine, but today we're going to do a the seminal that's both a Halloween, somehow Halloween and Christmas classic, and surprisingly I had not seen until today, uh, Disney's Nightmare Before Christmas. I'm looking forward to this one. And we'll we know, we go ahead, we'll go deep in what we think at the end of the show, but right now, I loved it. I enjoyed it too. This is going to be in my rotation for, for movies in general. This was an absolutely fantastic movie. Surprisingly short. Not counting credits, this movie was 71 minutes long. This is not a long movie. Nice and brisk is how I put it. Brisk like the tea. So, uh, we will get into the movie right now. It was released October 29th, 1993, two days before Halloween that year. And even though it says Tim Burton's nightmare before Christmas, he did not direct it.
1: Yeah, I didn't realize that until the closing credits.
0: Yeah, he wrote it. It was a it was a, a concept he had had in his mind for years. He wrote the script and he produced it, but it was directed by a gentleman named Henry Selick, who actually has experience doing like these kind of like stop motion style movies because he did Nightmare Before Christmas was his first one. He did James and the Giant Peach which was basically made the same way. Mm-hmm. Monkey Bone, which was that Brendan Fraser movie, they had like the stop motion animated like monkey. I know that one. He did a uh, Moon Girl. Which is a animated short film. Don't know that. Uh, I'm not familiar with a short film. I'm not familiar with. He also directed Coraline, another stop motion animated movie. I have seen Coraline. I have not yet, but uh, I've heard good things about it. And then he has a movie coming out, supposed to be coming out this year, called Wendell and Wild. It's supposed to be. Uh, it's coming out on Netflix. Him and Jordan Peele worked on the script. Ooh. So it's a lot. He he's known to direct stop motion and animations, basically what he's known for directing. Right. So okay, so this is what the guy's known for. We'll see how his uh, first uh, foray into this goes. So we open up easily with. Remember you know, notes here. All you, we see the holiday trees. Uh, there's, we're obviously going to be outside Halloween Town, mm-hmm. but we see the holiday trees is what I call them. They was never given a designated name.
1: The narrator is speaking in rhyme, which
0: I like. The narration was great. Like the atmosphere, everything about this movie was great. And we started right, right away. This is Halloween. Everybody knows that song. And I had no idea, especially watching this movie. That movie, that song's a damn bop.
1: Yeah, that was... Bop is the good word.
0: I'm literally not in my head. I'm getting into it. I'm jamming. I was like, okay. Like I heard it, but I just... I heard it, but not in the context with the movie. And then once I heard it with the movie, oh my God. And this is not the only song that is just amazing. Which for good reason, because we see... All the different characters. We'll get into the characters' names and who plays them later on, as we see him later on in the movie. But you notice that basically it's a clown that tears away his face. That's voiced by Danny Elfman, who is uh, Jack singing voice. We'll get into his speaking voice here in a minute. Mm-hmm. But he did Jack singing voice. And if the name Danny Elfman sounds familiar, um, it should, because this man has basically been doing scores and soundtracks and music for since 1972. Very talented composer. Basically, since he was 19, basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was in 80s fans. 80s music fans will know him from Oingo Boingo, who did the theme song to A Weird Science. And then he went into do, doing film scoring. Like One of the most scores people are going to remember him for, he did Batman 89. Oh, he did. I didn't know that. That big Batman theme that's used for everything now since Batman 89? That's Danny Elfman. He also did the score for Edward Scissorhands. Him and Tim Burton worked together a lot, as I recall. Uh Uh-huh. As in, like, he scored uh, Pee-wee's Big Adventure. He did uh, Back to School, that great uh, Rodney Dangerfield movie from 86. It's a fantastic comedy. Uh, Beetlejuice, Big Top Pee-wee, Scrooged. That was just in the 80s. In the 90s, he did uh, Nightbreed, which is a great horror movie. Dick Tracy... Dark Man, Edward Scissorhands, Batman Returns, Nightmare Before Christmas, Dead Presidents, which is an amazing movie, The First Mission Impossible, Mars Attacks, which is another Tim Burton movie, Men in Black, Flubber, Goodwill Hunting, th- these are songs that either he did songs for or scores for, Sleepy Hollow, with another Tim Burton movie, Planet of the Apes, another Tim Burton movie, Spy Kids, the first Sam Raimi Spider Man, Men in Black 2, Hulk, the one with Ang Lee that had Eric Bana as as Incredible Hulk. Mm -hmm. Big Fish, another Tim Burton movie. Spider-Man 2, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory and Corpse Bride, which are? Tim Burton movies. Tim Burton movies. Nacho Libre, which is not a bad movie. The Kingdom, which was a good war movie. Wanted, which is actually the last movie I took my mom to go see, surprisingly. Hmm. Uh, Hellboy 2. Alice in Wonderland directed by? Tim Burton. Tim Burton. Dark Shadows directed by? Tim Burton. Men in Black 3, Frank and Weenies directed by... Tim Burton. Tim Burton. Oz the Great and Powerful, uh, American Hustle. Up, He's done stuff from the 80s all the way up until... And at uh, recording this, I just saw this movie today. He did Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. He did the score for the most recent Marvel movie, which... It's Sam Raimi, it's Doctor Strange... I enjoyed it. There actually hasn't been an MCU movie I didn't like that I wouldn't watch again. I would 100% watch the movie more than once. Great movie. Gotcha. But yeah, he's up until, and he has a movie scheduled for 2023. And that's just the scores. Like television. Well, here. How about some songs that people have heard, TV shows that I know people have heard of? Alfred Hitchcock, PB's Playhouse, Sledgehammer, which is a great show. He did a the theme for the a small movie, TV show called Tales from the Crypt. The famous theme song was him. Beetlejuice, the animated series he did the theme song for. He did this theme song for a very kind of indie, underrated cartoon series called The Simpsons. Why you gotta play coy like that, man? Uh, He also did the main title for Batman, the animated series. That was him? That was him. He also did the theme song to Desperate Housewives. I don't care about that show. I liked it, but he also did the opening title to a small video game called Fable. Oh, really? Fable 2? Excerpts from his... His Batman scores were in Lego Batman 1, 2, and 3. This man can do music. Yes, he can. My gosh. And can also sing because, once again, he was the singing voice for Jack. He was an Oingo Boingo. He was just at Coachella this year doing stuff, including a live rendition of the Simpsons theme song with a choir. Really? Yeah, and he, apparently he's jacked. Like, I, God, I, he makes me look fat. Wow. He's been nominated for 30, 75 awards and won 35. Good grief. He has an Annie Award. He's nominated for four Oscars, by the way. He hasn't won one yet. But he has an Annie Award, 24 BMI Film and Television Awards. Wow. He has two Emmys, a Grammy, a Satellite Award, six Saturn Awards, and a Sierra Award. Holy cow. And on top of that, the AFI, you know, the American Film Vis- Institute does a lot of those, uh, like, top 100s? Yeah. AFI is 100 years of film scores. Both Batman and Edward Scissorhands were on that. Mm-hmm. So, this man can do music. And this soundtrack is amazing. We'll talk about the re releases towards the end of the episode, but yeah. Yeah. That song's a freaking bop. But actually, the whole, you know, you see the whole town singing, This is Halloween. Like, I'm still, I was humming it while I was finishing up stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, and re reveal the pumpkin king of Halloween town known as. Jack Skellington. Jack Skellington, whose non singing voice is done by Chris Sarandon who is an actor who's been in stuff for many, many years. People, Horror fans like me will recognize him as the main bad guy in the original Fright Night. And he was also the police officer good guy in the first Child's Play. And he has basically played Jack Skellington in every Kingdom Hearts game. Wow. And basically every uh, Jack Skellington game from 2002 to 2015, he's done The Voice. Mm Mm-hmm. And... Well, you know, well nominated. He's been he was in television as recently as twenty twenty. He's been acting since nineteen sixty nine. He was on Guiding Light. Wow. So yeah, there, there's some names behind the behind it in front of the camera too. Yes, we'll get into. Um. So, I love Jack. Very endearing character. Yeah, because it feels like you you see throughout the show, like the whole the basically the theme of the movie is basically be yourself. Yes. Like, don't try to do stuff that is not you, and that's basically what the theme of the movie is, and that's what Jack is. He's like, he wants something more. He's like, oh, great, Halloween's over, great. Now we got to start all over again. And I was like, it's good to go out and try different things, but ultimately, because he ends up winning, quote unquote, winning by being himself, and that's basically the theme of the movie. Right. And everybody's congratulating him on another Halloween. He seems very apprehensive around people. He almost reminded me of you. Yeah, he's he wasn't he's not comfortable with the attention being given to him. Yeah, he's like, look, I'm just here doing my job. And then everybody congratulates him, including the mayor, who was voiced by a gentleman named Glenn Shaddix, who people from Beetlejuice will recognize as Otho, you know, the interior designer from Beetlejuice. Mm-hmm. By the way, not the only character from Beetlejuice in this movie. Oh, cool. Ioka I also recognized him as Associate Bob from Demolition Man, which is another movie we're going to cover in 1993. Mm-hmm. Uh, he passed away in t- 2010. But he was in stuff up until 2000, you know, up until his death. He had stage, uh, screen, TV. Uh, once again, any of the Kingdom Hearts games from the first one up until two, he was the mayor of Halloween Town in that. Right. So a lot of these actors, with a lot of like the Kingdom Hearts games, because, you know, Halloween Town was a big part of Kingdom Hearts. And then there was a couple standalone uh, Nightmare Before Christmas games. I know there was one called Oogie Boogie's Revenge. A lot of these a lot of these actors voice their characters for these games right which is very nice to see it's like it's almost like you know they really love their the roles yeah yeah we see walking walking from a distance. watching from a distance probably one of my other favorite characters in the movie Sally horse Sally who seems like very like a Frankenstein style character in fantasy I believe the term she's a homunculus thank you uh, but she's taken away from her by her maker dr. Finkelstein. Oh, she just unstitches her arm and runs off and it's kind of funny watching the uh the arm yeah after she removes it it's still bopping him on the head. I thought that was kind of funny. Yeah. Uh Sally, voiced by Catherine O'Hara, who is also in Beetlejuice. That was Lydia's mom. However, she, was, you want to speak about Christmas movies, she was in one of the all-time greatest Christmas movies, at least the first two. You have any idea? You're going to say Die Hard, aren't you? No, but that is a Christmas movie, and I have explained my reasonings for that. That actually, his wife was Bonnie Bedelia. That's another story. No, but another Christmas, famous Christmas movie she was in. She was in the first two. That was my only guess. What you got? She was Kevin's mom in Home Alone. Oh, that's Mrs. McAllister from Home Alone. That's Kevin's mom. I can't believe that didn't occur to me. You see, like like Jack's not of the 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 uh, mayor starts doing. Uh, oh, here's all the awards for the Halloween parade. And Jack's like, cool. Nobody's looking. I can run off. Yeah. And he goes into a musical number in the cemetery, and we meet his ghost dog, Zero, who was also voiced by a very known voice actor. Who would that be? And somebody we've already talked about. Zero was voiced by Frank Welker. Really? Yep. And we see that the mayor is uh, the uh, Dr. Finkelstein's pissed at Sally because she keeps poisoning him because she's a... Wikipedia put it as a toxicologist, which I don't think that's the right word, but she's she's very well versed in poisons and toxins. I think toxicologist is the right word for that. Okay, well, she, that's what she's known for. She the, the she keeps poisoning the doctor with nightshade, and he doesn't like it. Okay. But the next day, the mayor shows up to that Jack's house, and he starts humming. You can actually, if you pay attention, the, the mayor is actually humming, this is Halloween. Yeah, I, I noticed that. Yeah, so he's like, hey, Jack, I know it's uh, Halloween was yesterday, but here, I got the plans for next year's. Right. But Jack's not home because he had left, and he spent all night in the... Uh, the Graveyard Walking with Zero, he got lost in the woods a little bit. So the next day, Jack is comes up to the holiday trees that we saw at the beginning of the movie. And there's five of them. Yeah, I saw
1: Valentine's, St. Patrick's, Easter, Thanksgiving, and Christmas.
0: Exactly. So Jack sees the Christmas tree one, opens it up. Because each one, you had the, a heart for Valentine's Day, a four-leaf clover for St. Patrick's Day, an egg for Easter, a turkey for Thanksgiving, and a Christmas tree for Christmas and each one apparently is their own land or world, and that's those are the doors that open and goes into their world. Right. And uh Jack opens the Christmas tree one. It kind of just sucks him in and pulls him in. He lands in the snow and we get another famous song. What's this? What's this? What's this? Do 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 do. And he's just he's just enraptured by everything that's going on at Christmas. He's like, wait, everybody's happy and nobody's scared and there's no monster. And every, you know, there's presents and what is this? We, I, I need this. Yeah. A rapture was exactly the word I used in my notes. And, uh, he's surprised. And then they go, and then we go back to Halloween town. They're like, Hey, only 364 days until Halloween. And I'm like, I'm that guy. I'm a hundred percent that guy. <laughs> Cause anybody that knows me is like, I don't like Christmas, nothing against it. It's just not for me. Right. But anybody that knows me knows my favorite holiday. Halloween. Which is Halloween. It also helps I'm a massive horror movie fan. Right. But it's like, oh, Halloween's over. Oh, 364 more days. Or if you're like me, I live Halloween every day, so. Uh-huh. But so we go back to Sally and Dr. Finkelstein, who she's making him soup. She poisons it. He's like, you poisoned it again? I can tell. She's like, no, 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 no. He's like, alright, taste it. So she's like, oops, I dropped the spoon. Then she pulls a, a slotted spoon out of her sock and she's like, oh, this is tasty. He's like, oh, okay. And then instead of taking the spoon, he just glug 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 glug. Just puts this the bowl up to his mouth. Yeah. And then he goes up. Jack comes back. All the Christmassy stuff with Zero, and he has this big town meeting and another number to show everybody what he found from Christmas Town. He's like, "This is what we're gonna do now. This is the new me. This is what we're gonna do." Yeah. And the doc, the, the uh, Jack shows up looking at Doctor signs looking for equipment for his experiments because he needs to figure out why Christmas works, why he likes Christmas. But the doctor quickly locks Sally away because she poisoned him again. If I could go off on a, on a quick tangent here. Please do.
1: The professor says curiosity killed the cat. And that really bugs me because a lot of those kind of sayings have been butchered in, in modern times. Like that saying, the, the, the saying is actually curiosity killed the cat, but satisfaction brought it back. It's saying, be curious. It's not saying, don't be curious. And a lot of sayings like that have been just another one. You know, blood is thicker than water?
0: Uh-huh. I know I know this one, but go ahead. Yeah, the actual saying is, the
1: blood of the covenant is thicker than the water of the womb. So uh-huh. the relationships you choose are more important than the ones you were, you were born to.
0: Yeah. It's the whole thing, you can't choose your parents, but you can choose your friends type thing. Exactly. Yeah. N-
1: another one... Birds of a feather flock together. Okay. Until the cat comes, so that's a warning against fairweather friends.
0: Yeah, which you're you're my bestie. I love you, Boo Boo.
1: I know. I know. Yeah, I just wanted to get get that out there real quick. Maybe inspire some of you to look look those up, see what they're actually supposed to say.
0: No, please do. Absolutely. Um, but no. So there's a fun montage with Jack using all these experiments, like. Taking a berry off of mistletoe and he smashes it against the the microscope and he eviscerates a teddy bear and he puts candy cane in some liquid. It's kind of it's funny. Like he's like, why does Christmas work? Why do I like it?
1: Yeah, he's doing research.
0: Yeah, and Sally escapes by climbing out of the. There's a massive window in the tower that she just like, Err! and jumps out and then she falls into pieces. But she just sews herself back together. Mm-hmm. And you see this massive formula on Jack's board. He has this massive chalkboard with. Numbers and sciencey stuff. Yeah. I paused it and wrote down the exact... The whole formula. Really? I did. Because you know me, I love weird shit like this. So I actually... Oh, yeah. I I paused it and wrote it down. You're ready for this? I'm listening. Snowman times, in parentheses, chestnuts divided open fire, which is chestnuts over an open fire. Right. Divided by Christmas bell, 12 over the square root of December 25th, plus Sandy Claus, because... They think Santa Claus is named Sandy Claus, right? Equals Christmas in, ex- in uh, uppercase letters. That was the formula he was writing down. Neat. Yeah, I'm just like, I was like, oh, this formula he's writing this down. I need to write this down. And it's like, yeah, it's like the chestnuts divided by open fires. Chestnuts over an open fire. I'm like, ah, oh, I get it. Right. And uh, Sally comes over to Jack's window. She leaves him a bag of goodies, and then she just runs off.
1: Yeah, she's definitely got a crush on him, at least.
0: She has a crush on him, and, but Jack doesn't realize it yet because they really don't know each other yet. And then we play another great song. It's called Jack's Obsession because he's trying to figure out Christmas. And then he realizes the thing he wants to be, the thing he needs to be to make this work, he needs to be Sandy Claus. Right. So he decides to get the whole town involved in this. He's like, hey, we're going to make Christmas here. You're going to do this? This works. You need to make this. You need to make this. Hey, you vampires, you need to do this and... He tries to get the band. There's a band, like a three-piece band throughout the movie. He tries to get them to play Jingle Bells.
1: They play it as a dirge, and it actually sounds pretty good.
0: It's kind of cool, actually. And then we are introduced to the three kids, Lock, Shock, and Barrel, that we find out are uh, little goons of Oogie Boogie, which, surprisingly, we don't meet until late into the movie. I was surprised on actually how late we meet. But anyways, Lock, Shock, and Barrel are voiced by... Lock is voiced by Paul Rubens, who we know as... Pee-wee. Pee-wee Herman. Who did Big Top? Who did uh, Pee Wee's Big Adventure directed by Tim Burton? By the way, I love Pee Wee's Playhouse. My mom hated it, so I didn't watch it a lot growing up because my mom hated Pee Wee Herman. Mm-hmm. So I used to do the <laughs> just to piss her off as a kid.
1: Oh, of course. Because
0: you know, kids are gonna. You tell your kids not to do something, they're gonna do it. Yeah. But okay, so Loki's voiced by Paul Rubens. Shock is voiced by Catherine O'Hara, the voice of Sally. Mm-hmm. And Barrel was voiced by Danny Elfman. Really? Yep.
1: So he's very talented on all sides of movies.
0: Oh yeah, he can—he you know—he can sing, he can make music, he can do—you know—does a little bit of acting too. Like there's a reason he's in uh, high demand as we've discussed earlier. Gotcha. And like as we said, he played at Coachella 2022, so this man can put on a show. But they want him to kidnap Santa Claus because he's taken over. Right. And this is where we get the classic, another classic song from the movie, "Kidnap Sandy Claus." And the kids are singing about all the different traps they're going to try to lay for Santa Claus. Yeah. And then this is where we get to the point we just talked about where the Jack tries to get the, play, the band to play Jingle Bells. Mm-hmm. And you said it's a dirge. It kind of worked well a little bit, at least. Yeah. Sally comes up. She had a hide from Dr. Finkelstein because he was still looking for her. Sally comes up and she's like, Jack, you know, there's I'm having... Because she she's a psychic, too. She's like, I'm having this vision that this is going to end in disaster. He's like, oh, no, don't worry about it. I need you anyways. Come here. You're making me a Sandy Claus suit. And he tasks her. He's like, "All right, now scoot along now." Like, he's not a bad guy. He's not trying to shush her. He's just like, "This is my project. This is what I need you to do. Go." He's very. He's still very endearing. I really like Jack.
1: Yeah, if Jack presented as autistic, I'd say he was hyper focusing on the idea of Christmas.
0: Oh yeah, he's he's very coded autistic. He's 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 autistic coded, but in a, like, it, but he it's not played for laughs or anything. Like, the town loves Jack. Yeah. But he's like, I want to do something else. I'm done with Halloween for now. Okay, so um, Lock, Shock, and Barrel come back, saying they've caught him, but who did they catch at first? The Easter Bunny. The Easter Bunny. And the funniest thing, I caught this. There's this one creature in Halloween Town. He's like a a goof, aloof type, kind of like a... Almost remind me of Lenny of Mice and Men, but he had an axe in, him, an axe in his head. Mm-hmm. He says one word the entire movie, and I found it humorous, because when the Easter Bunny comes up to him, he goes... Bunny! That's legit all he says the whole movie. Bunny!
1: I didn't realize that was his only line.
0: It was his only line? That was his only word. Bunny! Okay. <laughs> I just found it funny because I am like, oh, it's like gone in 60 seconds. Vinnie Jones' character doesn't speak until the end of the movie and everybody's like, wait, what? Yeah. It's great. And then we get into another really good song, Making Christmas, about how everybody's doing doing their version of Christmas with, you know... Like the people are smashing the toys instead of making them. And it's, it's, once again, the music in this, oh, so good.
1: At this point, we also have another scene of Dr. Finkelstein. He's making another homunculus and his assistant has plans for skeletal reindeer.
0: Yeah. Cause that's, what we, because Jack needs reindeer. So, and there's a quick scene at Santa's house where the kids actually kidnap Sandy Claus. Yeah. Right here. We actually start
1: cutting back and forth between Halloween town and Christmas town during this song. Uh-huh.
0: Cause they're going back and forth. And then Sally does make the new suit for Jack, as the kids come up with Santa Claus, because Jack's like, you know what? There's something missing. The suit's great; it fits great. There's something missing. So they pull Santa out of the sack, and Jack's like, "Nope, oh, there it is." And he takes Santa's hat. He's like, "Great. Now get rid of. You know, put him away for now." Yeah, and Jack has all the
1: good intentions in the world here. He want he wants he he wants to do Christmas so Santa can have a break.
0: Yeah, he's not being malicious at all. So. Remember, this movie, without credits, is 71 minutes. I timed it. Nearly 49 minutes into the movie, we get what is, I guess you would call it, the primary antagonist of the movie. Oogie Boogie. Oogie Boogie. Played by a uh, singer, Ken Page. He's done a lot of uh, cabaret-style stuff, stage, and he, once again, all the video game stuff, he did the voice of Oogie Boogie. But he's primarily, mm-hmm. he did a lot of TV and stuff, but he was really well-known as like a musical actor. Right. And he does the, that great Oogie Boogie song. Another great, there's not a bad song in this movie.
1: Absolutely not. They're all, I'd say that all of them are bops.
0: Yeah. But no, there's uh 49 minutes in, remember, 71 minutes in, and we're two thirds of the way in, and now we just meet the bad guy. Right. I was honestly kind of surprised, because once I realized how short this movie was, I was surprised on how late we see Yogi Boogie. If I had to say there was a bad thing about this movie, you bring bringing in your primary antagonist way too late. See, honestly, at this point, I wasn't expecting there to be an antagonist. Yeah, like, I knew Oogie Boogie was in it, and I knew Oogie Boogie was the bad guy. Like, I knew the basics of the movie. I did not know anything about it. But in not seeing the movie, I had no idea that he comes in this late in this short of a movie. Right. As Jack gets in, by the way, his his uh, sleigh's a coffin. Jack's getting ready to deliver presents. And uh, what's did you recognize what song they were playing as they revealed Jack's Santa Claus outfit? I did not. Here comes Santa Claus. Oh, of course. They were playing, here comes Santa Claus, here comes Santa Claus, right down Santa Claus Lane. And then Jack pops out because it his, his slays a coffin. He's got the skeleton reindeer. Zero's playing Rudolph, basically.
1: Yeah, Sally trying to stall this by pouring fog juice into a cistern of some sort and tries to fog him out.
0: But it doesn't work. And uh, he leaves. And she actually played, She actually sings, this is Catherine O'Hara singing this too, Uh, Sally's song, which I thought was a very beautiful song. She's like, she knows there's something bad, but she just needs him to listen. And it's a, it's a great song. Once again, Jack is delivering what he thinks is going to be good presents to kids. Once again, he's not trying to be malicious. It's like this is this is what the kids will love. Because I remember one kid, he gives him a present that's a shrunken head. One lady gets a wreath that starts attacking her. Like they're all like horrible, terrifying toys, but to him they're not, because that's all he knows. It's a funny montage of all the toys coming to life and attacking people. And all of a sudden, the uh, the cops start. The cops get all these calls about a fake Santa Claus and presence scaring them and everything. The military gets involved. Yeah, that that shocked me. And all of a sudden, here comes all these artillery guns and they start shooting Jack and Zero with artillery. He's like, "Oh, it's fireworks to celebrate us." And all of a sudden, he's like, "Wait a minute, that one got a little too close. Be careful," because he thinks they're they're thanking him for uh, what he's doing. Yeah. Sally goes in and tries to save uh, Santa from Oogie Boogie real quick. There's a quick scene where she tries to save Santa, but she gets captured. And uh, apparently, Oogie Boogie has a foot fetish. Yeah, she can control her limbs independently and uses that to try to trick him. Doesn't work, though. It's like, ooh, tickle, 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 tickle. Like, hey, I don't king shame. You do you, boo-boo. But Jack actually gets hit by the artillery, and everybody thinks he's dead because they're watching this whole thing from, like, a a witch's cauldron. And they see that Jack is uh, gets hit by the artillery and crashes. And they think he's dead. But yeah, he
1: yeah, at this point he's recovered. He's he's back to who he was. He's ready to do Halloween again.
0: Yeah, but what happened? Because uh, they start. There's another song. He starts singing called "Poor Jack" because obviously he survives. Right. He crash lands into a cemetery. He does feel bad about everything, but this is when he realizes that he was meant to be pumpkin. King. This is when he realizes, hey, I need to be me because that's what I was. I was meant to be me because that's who I was. Born to be. I it's like Lady Gaga's born this way, basically. Yeah. I could almost see this song playing in the background while he's he's like, I'm the pumpkin king, baby, I was born this way. Oh But so he goes back, hey Santa needs to do this, not me, I'm gonna go rescue Santa. So he goes off, and there's this cool scene where he looks like he's gonna drop Oogie's oh, gonna drop Santa and Sally into like a pit, and he pulls the scene the chair back up, and Jack's just leaning there, goes, sup. So yeah.
1: Yeah, that's a giant roulette wheel they're fighting on.
0: Yeah, but I just like the the thing Jack's just leaning on. He goes, "Sup, I'm here," and they have this this showdown. And during the showdown, Oogie starts getting unraveled a bit more and more and more. So yeah, he he's wearing a he's wearing a sack. He basically is a sack.
1: One of the threads that he's made of catches on the roulette wheel, and he unravels into
0: just a giant pile of bugs. Yeah, Jack pulls the string down, whoop, bugs, and he goes away. And uh, Santa goes, Jack goes to apologize to Santa, but Santa's mad, obviously.
1: Yeah, chastises Jack about what he's done.
0: Yeah. Uh, so Jack goes off, to, uh, Santa's mad, but he goes off to save Christmas. And uh, everybody, he starts saving S- Sally. Everybody's happy. And then Santa actually forgives him. And he gives Jack basically the true meaning of Christmas about forgiveness and giving unto others. And he actually makes it snow in Halloween Town. And everybody's happy. And they had this little medley of... All the songs they played throughout the movie. Mm-hmm. And uh, Jack and Sally end up together the last second. Literally the last second. Yeah, the movie's over. Like I hate, like I said, I hate to say that we're speeding through this. Without credits, this movie was only 71 minutes long. Not long at all, but it did what it needed to. No, it was great. It flowed well. It was dense and it flowed well. And it was faint. I'll, I'm going to watch this a bunch, but it's very short. Mm-hmm. So uh, before we get into our budget game, let's go into the music. Like, we talked about the music. That Danny Elfman did. Everybody, basically, most of the actors sang their own songs for the most part. Right. But then, in 2006, they reissued it with a bonus disc where a lot of famous actors, or excuse me, famous singers sang the songs. Like... Oh, cool. This is Halloween was sung by Marilyn Manson. Fiona Apple sang Sally's song. What's This was sung by Fall Out Boy. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, "Kidnapped the Santa Claus" was sung by a band called She Wants Revenge, and uh, "This Is Halloween" another version of "This Is Halloween" was sung by Panic at the Disco. Cool. Now, in 2008, they had a cover album, another album of cover songs called "Nightmare Revisited," which we had Marilyn Manson doing "This Is Halloween" again. All American Rejects did "Jack's Lament." The Doctor Finkelstein song was done by a band called Amina. Mm-hmm. Uh what's this was sung by Flyleaf? The town meeting song was done by the Polyphonic Spree. Mhm. Uh Kingdom of Santa Claus was done by Corn. Making Christmas was sung by Rise Against. Another version of Sally's song done by Amy Lee of Evanescence. Ooh. And uh Poor Jack was sung by uh Plain White Tees. and then the reprise was done by a band called Shiny Toy Guns. Cool. So, Obviously, this music was so popular and made two out two cover albums. So, obviously, people love this movie.
1: Yeah, these songs are all classics.
0: Yes. So, let's play the game that we all love to play. Uh, we love to play, but we also love it when you're horrible at it, because you're, what, one for six now? One for six. One for six. Okay. With a budget of $24 million, and this was released a handful of times, you know, years later. So, all those numbers count come to effect at the final tally. Okay. So... With a budget of $24 million, and we know how well-received this movie is. How well-beloved this movie is. Guess one, sir. $500 million. Lower. $300 million. Much lower, guess three. $95 million. Almost spot on, because with a budget of $24 million, this is considered a sleeper hit. It made $91.5 million. Hey, I came close. Better than I usually do. Yeah. Um, but yeah, th- once again, this is one of those things where... People love this movie. It's like you see the merchandise for it. The obviously the two albums full of cover songs, video games everywhere. People love this movie, rightfully so. Like this movie's amazing. This is something that I would watch again outside of the season. Oh yeah, I would watch it just just cause. And this is also a great family movie for either Halloween and or Christmas. That you can watch this with the kids. The kids are gonna enjoy it. The families are gonna enjoy it. I couldn't highly recommend this movie enough.
1: I think it was rated PG, but
0: if it was, it's a very light PG. Uh, PG? Let me pull up the poster. Yeah, it was PG. I mean, obviously, because of some of the the terror elements, I can get why it was PG. To me, that makes sense. Not a hard PG at all, though. No. Not at all. But it was some of the spooky parts. I can get why it was PG. Yeah, I agree. Okay, ladies and gentlemen. That, honestly, with a short episode like that, well, like I said, this movie was 71 minutes long. Next week... Episode 15, the Dropkicks episode. We are doing Monday Night Raw from February 22nd, 1993, and WCW Saturday Night. We're we're doing the Fallout of Super Brawl 3, February 27th, 1993, and we're closing out February. And then, like I said, we were supposed to do Star Trek Deep Space Nine this week, and then Nightmare Before Christmas in two weeks, but we're flipping those. So, in two weeks, we're going to get Season 1 of Star Trek Deep Space Nine. And then we're actually also working on a guest, hopefully within within the next handful of episodes, which is really exciting. So uh, stay tuned for that. You can find the podcast on Twitter at D, capital D, and capital A, podcast one. You can find us on YouTube, Spotify, Stitcher, Apple. And also if you use the Good Pods app, you can find us there. Please give us thumbs ups and all the stars and ratings you want to give us. That way more people can find us. I am on Twitter, Twitch, Instagram, and Hover at XanderInvictus.
1: And I'm on most of the same socials at BigBot.
0: So thank you very much, everybody, for coming out to this, and we will see you next week with more Dropkicks and Attractions. Take care!